Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 615. It's 616, actually. Hi, everyone. No, Hi, Brad. How are you today? If, if I were any better, uh, you know, somebody would pass a law against it. You'd be twins? No. Well, I, I, <laughs> explain that to me. I don't, I've never understood that saying. If I were any I mean, better, I'd be twins. there'd be two twins. of you. Yeah, I still don't get it. <laughs> I okay, don't, I don't understand. Mind. No. If you have to explain it, it just... It, well, it's one of those... <coughs> hold on a minute. Hairball? No. It's one of those things that, that to me, just like... It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? There's certain no, things. No, but people say it all the time. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Oh, so saying. I don't have to make sense. I'm a woman. Sayings don't have to make sense. In other words, if you some that's, that's me like saying, well, if I were on the highway, I'd be driving slow. Which is truthful, actually, <laughs> when it comes to you. <laughs> the idea being is. That's a fact. You know, I have to tell you. I have to what? tell you. I'm not like some old guy on the highway because of the fact that I'm telling you, I do the speed limit usually plus five, okay? And I don't know if this is just anecdotal with me, but man, lately, I've been on the interstates and I and have they've had, been crazy. I have people pass me I know are going 100 miles an hour, at least. Oh, that's not true. Oh, oh hey, listen, it's not just me. I've heard everything looks like a hundred miles. No, 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 no. I've heard either. I've heard. I've heard Dave Glover talk about the same thing. I mean, and to the oh, point. Oh, well, then that must mean it's. Well, no. It is, it's I mean, a valid I mean, point. when you experience. I mean, you know, first off, when you're going, like, think about it for a minute. If you're standing on the side of the road and a car passes you at forty miles an hour, you know approximately how fast that car closes on you and how far how fast that car moves away from you, right? I mean, you know, it's just to the point where, you know, if you're standing in a residential street and the speed limit's 25 and, you know, you print, okay, that car, is, it comes up, you, you know, X amount, you, you see it for X amount of time, it goes by you, it approaches you, then it, it passes you. And, you know, and you see, you see it coming and going, okay? So if you're doing 60 and a car goes by you like it would be 40 miles an hour standing still, 60 plus 40, 100. And to the point where, I mean, it's happened to me a couple times where to the point where I'm telling you, um, I guess it was, I guess about a week or so ago, I had a guy pass me on on 70 in a uh, Dodge Hell, Hellcat. You know what a Hellcat is? I, I don't. Uh, it's the super high power. It's like the 700 horsepower. I mean, you, you know, you buy it's it off. It's like a step above a Hemi. Well, well, yeah, you buy it off the showroom floor and it's like 700 horsepower. And I'm not exaggerating. They're just like incredibly powerful cars. Uh, uh-huh. matter, matter of fact, if you look at uh, on my Facebook page, I put a funny video up there from Dodge about it's a takeoff on, uh, on Talladega Nights. Anyway, uh, I had a guy pass me that I'm telling you was going at least 140 miles an hour. I mean, huh. so fast that to the point where did, did you hear it go no but but so pass fast to the point where where and i'm driving a truck you know 
you're in the you know how you're in the wake of something like, like I do. There there's certain times if you get right behind a tractor trailer, there's a certain spot that you get right behind a tractor trailer that you're in is like is is you know in a plane it would be like wingtip vortices. I don't know what you'd call it in a car, but I mean you know you know in a truck, but you can feel your car rocking because of the fact that you're in that that you know that disturbing disturbed air is what it is by the vehicle in front of you this in this case it's a tractor trailer which disturbs a lot of air okay when this guy went by me my car rocked my truck rocked you know i'm going holy cow is that guy moving and the crazy thing about it is 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 that like you know it's it's one of those things where where's the cops when you need them you know what i mean and i'm not saying bad things against cops it's to the point where I don't think this is my opinion since the whole thing happened with the coronavirus and the protests and things like that. I don't know if it's been officially laid out by the police departments, by the, you know, the, the, the chiefs of police, by the mayors of the munis. Hey, let's just knock off the speed, speeding tickets for a while. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I do. Because it seems like, I mean, and, and what's interesting for me over the past year, there was a time when I never got into traffic jams. I mean, when they were tearing up 70, you know, 70's been screwed up for a while. That's because um, everybody is passing you. No, no. What I'm saying is nobody was nobody was on the roads. There were no traffic jams. Oh, d- yeah. during the yeah. first months yeah. of COVID? Oh, March, April, May. I mean, you know, right? I, could, I could drive I places and there was weird, nobody on the road. It was like, um, <laughs> It's like, this is crazy. You know, you drive, you drive, yeah, you drive it, west. It's like and, the Walking Dead. Right. You drive west and 40 at five o'clock in the evening. And you can go from 170 all the way out to Clarkson and never hit the brakes, you know, which is, you know, like normally, you know, four to six, especially when a couple spots there, you know, there's a couple of bottlenecks that people slow down, you know, when you approach 270 where the, uh, you know, where the lanes merge in and stuff like that. And it's like, man, it's just crazy. And now it seems like everybody's back, you know, not everybody, but still, man. And they're, and they're antsy. <laughs> They I was drive in, like they're antsy. You know, I was in. Uh, I shouldn't tell this story. The other day, I had to go. I had to go pick up a part. Okay, and I was uh-huh. in Illinois. I had to go to Belleville, and um, I did it on my on my um, on my uh, Google Maps. Okay, and yeah, I don't I don't trust Google Maps because they took me through hee haw hell Iowa. <laughs> well, I ended up through on the way down there and the way back. I was in the heart of East St. Louis. I'm telling you, and and to the point where, you know, once again, no big deal, didn't bother me at all. But what I found fascinating was that you drive by, you know, and and they had me rooted on all these residential streets. I'm going through, you know, you know, I'm on Bond Avenue and places like, wow, this is interesting. And what's interesting is you see one house that's just immaculate. You know, the grass is cut and everything looks nice and the house next to it falling over. You know, it's like, God, how sad is that? You know, you got somebody who's really keeping their property up, and then you got three empty lots where there used to be houses there, and you got somebody who's busting their hump to keep their house nice, and then like the place next to it looks like you know looks like Beirut, and then there's three lots where there used to be houses, and there's a foundation on one of them, and you're going like, man, this is sort of sad, and you know, once again, what's interesting to me is is that once you get over like in East St. Louis, and you know the topography, East St. Louis is as flat as a pancake. I mean, you know, you drive around and you're used to driving like, you know, in, in St. Louis County, St. Charles County, you got hills, you go up, down, stuff like that. East St. Louis and Sauget for that matter, because it's all it's all river bottom, flat as a pancake. There's no, you know, there's no hills. There's no none of that. 
and it just you know and once again i'm driving through there and i'm thinking to myself God, and there was one place where there was, you know, there was this, it looked like an old kind of, you know, business on the corner of the street there when I was at East St. Louis, and there's a bunch of guys rehabbing the place, you know, and I'm going like, okay, more power to them, you know, and, and to the point where, and it's funny, because if I, 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 there's some people, if I say to them, hey, I was in East St. Louis the other day, they go, oh my God, did, did you get shot? And I've never had a problem over there, Never. Except once time when I almost got arrested, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> it's a true story. I almost got arrested. Oh, I'm sure it is. At my not at not at, uh, at at a at, uh, at a bar. Oz? No, at a bar in downtown East St. Louis, a bar which is long since gone. I believe it is called the Red Bull, which was run by one of the guys, one of the cops I used to work with years ago, a crazy guy by the name of, and I loved him. He was such a nice guy, Wayman Thornton. And I, I knew. Oh, yeah, we go way back. You don't know who Wayman Thornton is. I don't. Wayman Thornton was a great guy. You know, matter, matter of fact, Wayman Thornton was, he was at the time, he was a big, tall black guy. Um, I mean, he still probably is, but he was a big, tall black guy back then. And he had the chrome dome look and he looked just like Shaft. You know what I mean? You know. The, you oh, know, I do. And, and, and it was funny because because when he would pull people over, sometimes people would say, Hey man, are you Shaft? Because you know, he'd come back to the squad room and he'd laugh about that. Yeah, I pulled over these guys and they're giving me crap about being Shaft. And, and you know, and I'd say to him, I said, no, but but you know, uh, if you don't slow down, you're gonna get the Shaft. You know, and he'd always say things like that. He was a funny guy. Oh, and that's funny. So anyway, I almost got arrested at his bar one night. And you're thinking, what was he? What was Brad doing at a bar? Yeah, I was kind of in East St. Louis, you know, pontificating that. And I yeah. was the only white guy there. I was it. I was the only white guy there. And yeah, so I've I've been in that situation. And Wayne Wayman came out and saved me from being hauled off to the East St. Louis jail. <laughs> so what did you do? It's, was it because you were the only white guy there? No, it's a long, crazy story. It's just one of those crazy things that it's like I was right, the wrong guy in the right place at the wrong time and a total, you know, uh, it just was weird, you know, I mean, you know, to the point where, where, I mean, you know, you hear people tell their life stories and the, the, the people that talk about, well, I went to MIT and then I, you know, traveled around the world working for, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft and I hear those stories. I'd rather hear some guy talk about how he got arrested and thrown in jail in Oakland, you know, and spent three nights in the jail in Oakland and then got bailed out and then ended up in San Diego on the beach. That's my kind of story. I want to hear those kind of stories. I don't want to hear, you know, these people talking about, well, you know, I, 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 I've, I've, you know, I've worked very hard and I've got my house in Ladue and, uh, you know, my wife and I, we take, we uh, vacation in the Hamptons in the, in the, in the summer and in the winter, uh, we always, we always go to Puerto Vallarta. You know, okay, okay, who cares? You know, isn't that bad? Is that bad of you to think like that? Well, is that I, what you're asking? I'm just, bad? I'm just not wired the way everybody else is. I mean, you no, know, you do march to the beat of your own drummer. That is a fact. I mean, you know, things like that. I could care less. You know, once again, I'd rather hear some guy here. here I'll tell the story in the seven o'clock hour. Okay, I heard a guy on NPR. By the way, defund KWMU. If you send the money, don't. Uh, as a matter of fact, talk to your local congressman Brad, Brad, Brad. And, and have them six twenty seven. No, have them take the money away from KWMU because it's a terrible place. Okay. Okay. Um, 
well, not a terrible place, but they've made it into a terrible place. The newsroom has has turned into a cesspool, but that's a whole other story. Um, oh, look, it's almost uh, <laughs> six twenty-eight. This guy, okay, he is in it, and it's this club, and I've never I've never heard of this before. And I'll talk about this at seven o'clock. He's in this club, and their goal is to stand at the highest peak in every state. That's kind of cool. So, so yeah, and but what the interesting thing was. When the interviewer asked him what his favorite place was, and you know, you're thinking like, you know, there's some states got some big old mountains. You know, you got Alaska. You know, you've got uh, you know the, the the mountain chain, and obviously in in Colorado, Wyoming, um, you know, Utah, you know, all sorts of places like that. Okay, and his answer blew me away, and I looked this place up, and I said to myself, I am going there. And it's the most bizarre, weird place. And what he said was absolutely, positively amazing. And it's one of those things where I'm driving along, and I will not rem- I will not forget that conversation, you know, uh, uh, quickly because I thought for sure, you know, when the interview says, "Nah, you've been all these states. What's the best place you? What's the highest? That which which state had the best peak that you were on?" And when he said this, I went. What? Because I've been, you know, across east and west, up and down in that state. And I'm thinking to myself, that would have been my last choice, you know. And this guy's its first choice. And the reason he gave was truly amazing. Which was? I'll talk about it at 7 o'clock. Okay, 629. Westplex 107.1. It is BS the morning, 638. I am Shelly. She is Brad. Don't forget our sponsors. We've got uh, Salt River Automotive. Great place to get your car fixed. Also, we have uh, the Brass Angie Rail Harness. on Highway K. Angie Harness. Who else are we, we missing? There's one more. We have Jeff Lang with the Jeff, Jeff Lang, Lang Insurance Company. Right, Insurance Company. All great sponsors of Powered PSN by Warner. AmFam. Um, couple things. First off, I have to be honest with you. I've uh, found the congressional hearings or the senatorial hearings on the appointment of uh, ACB fascinating. And yesterday, <laughs> the microphones kept going out. They they put the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, what do you call it? hearings on on hold for a while while they tried to fix the microphones. They come back and then they go out again. I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. How can that be? Have we gotten to a point where where I mean and and like we're not talking one microphone. Everything goes out, and it's like okay. Um, interesting. Yesterday she gets grilled again, more stuff like that, and I'm listening. I mean, and they're grilling her hard. Well, you know, but and the interesting but thing rightfully is rightfully so. I mean, it is. I, Very powerful position in our world. I'm listening to this on. Well, but see, that's the interesting thing. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be because of the fact that it's the third, you know, the third part of government, uh, obviously executive, legislative, and judicial. And I think the thing that's sad is that there are so many things that the legislators just punt on and they will, we'll let the Supreme Court decide. No, it's not the way it should be. But anyway, we can in the weeds and talk about that. But that... Oh, okay, no weeds today. Well, no, I mean, but, but what, what I find fascinating about the whole thing is that, you know, you hear what's, what's going on. I mean, you know, obviously I'm listening to NPR. And by the way, uh, you know, you can stream it on their website. You don't have to listen to KWMU locally. Matter of fact, uh, you know, defund KWMU. Uh, anyway. Uh, hey, stop it. I'm telling you. I, I You know, hey, let, me, let me tell you. I had a discussion last night with someone I know who's in the media business, and I told them what happened with KWMU and how they accused 
the general manager of be a white supremacist. And this per- particular person said, no, you're making that up. I go, no, I'm not. I read it. A matter of fact, I, I remember I, we even read it on the air. I read it in our trade publication, Inside Radio. This made national news that the news department, KWMU, you know, St. Louis Public Radio, accused the, news, or the general manager of being a, a white supremacist. And I'm going like, now, hold on a minute now. I mean, that's going a little bit too far. And you can say he was a butthole boss or you could say he was, you know, a jerk or something like that. But, you know, nowadays, when you know, when you call someone a white supremacist, that's like, you know, you're throwing acid on them. You know what I'm saying? Or like, exactly. Are you like, yeah, you're, you're, I do. You're throwing water on the Wicked Witch of the West. You know, she's going to melt. And, you know, in other words, it's like it's like the ultimate kill shot you know if you're going to take somebody out well he's a white supremacist and nowadays like whoa whoa we can't have that you know that kind of thing he's gone he's a white supremacist we you know well hey did you did you check it no somebody called him white supremacist so he must be so he's gone bye see ya bunk gone anyway um the crazy thing is you hear what the judge and what the you know people asking and then when you listen to the recap now here's exactly what what senator so-and-so meant i'm going like I can hear what Sarah, Senator so-and-so meant. You don't have to tell me that. Now, that's going on today. And then what's interesting is tonight we have the dueling town halls. You know about this? No. Oh, this is so funny. This is so funny. This is this is classic Trump, okay? You know, the last minute last week, remember he came down with COVID-19, the debate commission decided, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna have the debate, you know, in person. We're gonna have the debate virtual. And Biden's going, Hey man, I'm there, you know. Can I go back in my basement and do it from there? And Trump's going like, No, not gonna do it. Not gonna do the debate virtual. Too bad. So sad, too bad, not doing the debate virtual. So then ABC jumped on they said and so then ABC said, Well, if they cancel the debate, we'll do a town hall. And tonight, the fifteenth. You know, October 15th, 8 o'clock. So <laughs> Trump, his his people get a hold of NBC. And so NBC's doing a town hall with him tonight at 8 o'clock. So they're doing dueling town halls at the exact time tonight. Biden's going to be on ABC at 8 o'clock. And Trump's going to be on NBC at 8 o'clock. And the interesting thing is ABC's going nuts because of this, because they're, they're, they're already admitting that not that many people are going to watch Biden. They're going to all watch Trump, because even if you hate Trump, it's like a train wreck. You know what I mean? It's like you just can't look away. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, what's he going to say now? You know, what crazy stuff is he going to say? Who's he going to make fun of? You know, you know what I'm saying? And so it's this big controversy. And like Trump is just eating it up. You know, because of the fact that now there are people going, well, well, this this is some kind of a deal he got with NBC, you know, because and you ready for this? I heard one of the moderators said this yesterday, because when Biden wins the election, that's what this guy said. When Biden wins the election, Trump will go back on on NBC with like the presidential apprentice show. Are you ready for that one? Okay. That's funny. <laughs> so the idea being that, that that they're buttering up that NBC cut this deal with Trump because when he loses the election, which they've said he's always going to you know, lose, which I agree with, he doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, anyway, when he loses the election, that he's going to go back on NBC. <laughs> That's funny. And when you think about that, I mean, wouldn't that be a funny show? The former, the former president of the United States, like, like you want to be in my cabinet? Well, you know, no, you're fired. You want to be my secretary of defense? No, you're fired. You know what I'm saying? 
I do. <laughs> was it just me, or was it like to, was that too much inside baseball stuff to find that funny? You, you're like, eh, I could care less, right? Yeah, kind of. Same. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, no. I mean, I just find it. I see. See. Man. But I'm not I'm not a political person. I will probably watch it. Yeah, but once again, this is not political. This is to the point where Totally political. No, the the the, the him doing a TV show is political? That's entertaining. Does, no. Okay. Never mind. I don't know what to say, Brad. 6:45. Oh, was I supposed to say that? Good to the very last note. Good to the very last note. One of those songs. Westplex 107.1, 655. It is BS in the morning. Uh, it is a Thursday morning. It is the 15th of, um, what month is it? October? Halfway through Today the month. Is, yes, it is October. It is the 15th. Is the world, is the um, the baseball playoff still going on? Ha 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 No, I mean, are they? I don't know. Isn't that crazy? <clears throat> I don't know. I haven't seen it on Facebook yet. Wow, boy, here we go with Facebook. Boy, boy, they social media, boy, they got blasted yesterday. Facebook and Twitter. Oh, and I have By to. Who? I have to tell you, it is scary stuff. Well, I know, but who who blasted them? Well, even uh, Jack Dorsey, who is like the one of the founders of Twitter, uh, he admitted that that Twitter blew it. Uh, the whole thing revolves what, around what happened. Well, it's this crazy case. It's this guy. This guy owns a computer shop in Delaware, and supposedly, as the story goes, you know, there are people saying, "Ah, this is a setup. This is not for real." Uh, he claims that Hunter Biden. Now he says, "Well, he's not a hundred percent sure it was Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden because his eyes aren't that good." Anyway, somebody supposedly at first it was Hunter Biden. Now they don't know. Dropped a computer off to be repaired. And it turns out that it looks like this is Hunter Biden's computer, and it's got all these emails, and it's got all, the, all these emails between him and his father, and Burisma in these in these countries, you know, in in China and Russia and Ukraine and stuff like that. That is the focal point of all this investigation of what they call, you know, um, influence peddling. The idea being that the people, the reason why Hunter Biden got onto this big corporation payroll and he's got this deal in China is because his dad is, you know, at the time was the vice president and now is running for the president. And supposedly there's all these emails on this this uh, computer that pretty much corroborate that. But uh, so this guy sort of freaks out realizes what he's got is something that could be very politically sensitive. So he turns it over to the FBI, but apparently he, he downloaded some of the emails and he sent these to the New York Post. So the New York Post published these emails on their website and on their print edition, but yet when you went to Facebook or Twitter yesterday and tried to access the New York Post, this particular story, you got blocked. And if you if you went on the New York Post site and read these the articles about these emails supposedly between you know uh, Hunter Biden and these people that he had all these financial dealings with in <laughs> Europe and in China, if you went on the New York Post site and tried to send that link or copy that link onto Twitter or try to you know send that link via uh, Twitter to your friends you know via you know direct message whatever, it blocked you. 
And the same thing, situation with Facebook is that the story would never appear on Facebook. And if you tried to post it on Facebook, you got kicked off because of the fact that it was, you know, you got the message that you were posting copyrighted material or something like that. And Jack Dorsey from, from Twitter came out yesterday afternoon and essentially said, you know, when he was confronted, he essentially said, unacceptable. So in other words, he's essentially saying, yeah, they screwed up and they shouldn't have done this. So everybody's saying, well, look, see, they're in the, they're in the, they're in the whole deal for Trump. I mean, for Biden, they, you know, they're, they're anything that comes out against Biden, they're not going to publish. But if it's, you know, Trump has a, a, you know, a hangnail that, you know, that he caught on the carpet and ultimately, uh, you know, uh, you know, it caused a rip in the carpet of the White House, uh, they're going to publish that story. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. <laughs> You know, That's pretty so, much all they've been doing anyway. Well, it's, it's so interesting, all this crazy stuff, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then here in St. Louis, we've got the, the Shoop and, the, and, and, you know, the Jill Shoop and the Ann Wagner fight that's going back and forth. Oh, if my you, goodness, it's like a cat fight. If you watch television, it's like every other ad is like, and you know what? Why can't they spend that money on radio? You know what I mean? Exactly. Especially small business radio. Well, but but the point being is that if you keep looking at the television numbers, especially you know people watching you know over air local TV stations, it keeps going down and down and down. You know, I mean, you know, they're they're you know like radio. We've been caught ninety two percent. The adult population listens to radio at least once a week. Television's not even close to that. But yet they pour all that money in the television. You know, it's like pouring all that money in the yard signs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yes, I do. It's like you scratch your head and you go like, why are they buying all these yard signs? And because of the fact that they're, you know, they're tunnel vision and, you know, it's like he who has the most yard signs wins. That kind of a deal. It's seven o'clock. Let's try that again. It's seven that o'clock. Was quick. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly Cheese Brand. 710, a Thursday morning. Uh, big night tonight with the dueling uh, presidential, whatever you want to call it, town halls. Uh, eight o'clock NBC Trump, eight o'clock ABC uh, Biden. So it should be interesting tonight. Are you going to be watching? I actually might. So are you going to be channel flipping back and forth, and are you going to stay on one channel? Um, if, if, I don't know. Honestly, I haven't if, decided. If, it. I haven't decided. I haven't put my strategic move into place. If yet. someone said to you, "Which do you think was going to be the most interesting one?" Which would you say? Um. Well, I know most people would say Biden would be the most interesting one because really? you never know oh, what th- is going to come out of the man's mouth. Well, isn't that the same thing well, with that's Trump? The same for Trump, <laughs> but say, you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Okay, I understand that, but people are starting to notice. What I've had a problem with for months. I don't know if you heard this. The uh, former White House doctor, the guy who used to take care of, uh, I think, um, uh, George H.W. Bush, or W., whatever his name was. The guy from 2000 to 2008. W. W. And W, w uh, is actually W, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, uh, they took care of him and also, uh, I think, Obama for his first term. He came out and he says he knows Biden personally, and he said it's not good. He's has some issues. So anyway, who knows? Okay, so I'm listening. Last wasn't he breaking a, his his? Well, well, I don't even know what it's. I call it Hippocratic oath. Well, that's not what it's called. There are people calling foul because he came out. But what's interesting is he's a Republican and he's running for. I think he's running for a U.S. rep spot in Texas somewhere where he lives now. So people are going like, yeah, right. Of course, he's going to come out and say that because he's a Republican. You know how it is. It's like everybody there, you know. Yeah, I do. Right, you know, so anyway, <laughs> so last week I'm listening to 
um, this show on National Public Radio. And once again, locally, KWMU, defund KWMU, 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 don't send your money there. Anyway, um, because of the fact that the way they treat their people, but that's a whole other story. So uh, this guy is being interviewed, and what he does is he travels the country and the world and he, in the United States, he goes to the highest spot in each state. And what's interesting is, is that I just, I, I found this website and I'm going like, wow, this is sort of fascinating stuff. The website is called, and I'm not making this up. This is a true website. It's called peakbagger.com. P-E-A-K-B-A-G-G-E-R. Peakbagger.com. And this is a website which, quite honestly, is far the hiker and the climber and what this is for it's a subculture yes it's for people who travel the country and travel the world to go to the highest spots in the united states to go to you know they, the, the goal is to go to all 50 states then stand on the highest peak in that particular state and in the world it's to stand on uh, go to a country and stand on the highest spot in that country obviously you go to nepal that means you got to do some mountain climbing um and in some areas so anyway it's pretty interesting he's talking about he drives around and he flies around and he does this and he sometimes he has to you know literally have his climbing is he independently gear wealthy or does he have sponsors i don't know i mean you know he's 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 uh, uh, uh well let me put it up. if he's on npr he's probably a college professor and he's on he's on sabbatical and he's getting paid three hundred thousand dollars a year to do nothing but that's a whole nother story okay <laughs> you're bitter let's move on no i'm not bitter i'm just telling the truth <laughs> bitter. you know i mean like i never could understand that sabbatical thing you know it's like it's like you know it's like like okay in the real world wouldn't that be like called being like fired with pay or something i don't know anyway so <laughs> He's talking about going around the country and especially this peak bagger site. And it's pretty interesting because if you pick out like a state, you can go in and you can pick out a state. Like you can go in like, here, let me do this. Like I'll do Missouri, M-I-S-S-O-U-R-I. And, and I, I think I know where the highest spot is, but I'm not exa- 100% sure. Um, and by the way, can I tell you a little quick little thing here in the St. Louis metro area? If you want to find out the highest spot in when you're driving around, if there's a water tower, that's probably the highest spot in that particular area. Huh. Because they that put makes sense. they put the water towers on the high spot because to a certain extent it's gravity feed. That's why yeah, they put the true. water towers up there or the big water tanks is because of the fact that it's at the highest spot and water runs downhill. So if you put your water tower or water tank, whatever, on the highest spot in an area, you've already got gravity working for you and you don't have to fight gravity because the water is going to flow down from that spot and it's going to flow down in all directions. Okay, I'm trying to see Missouri. Uh, there's a bunch of places. Oh, you know what? There's places called Missouri Ridge, Idaho Mountains. Anyway, so he gets asked what his favorite spot in the country is okay now the, okay so in other words he's he's been to all 50 states and he stood on the highest spot in all 50 states here's a guy who's been you know on mountaintops and beautiful you know scenic overlooks and things like that all over the country and guess what he says is his favorite spot what mount sunflower have you ever heard Which of is Have where? you ever heard of Mount Sunflower? I have not. Mount Sunflower, here's according to Wikipedia. Mount Sunflower, although not a true mountain, is the highest natural point in the state of Kansas at 4039 feet. It is 3000 
flatland. I know. It's 3,300 feet above the state's topographic low point, which lies on the opposite side of the state. Located in Wallace County, it's less than a half mile from the Colorado state border and close to the lowest point in Colorado, okay? And if you see a picture of Mount Sunflower, Mount Sunflower is like prairie. It's like, you know, if you look at it, it's not a mountain. It's just like a flat spot, but it's the highest spot in 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 Kansas. So, like me, the interviewer is like, okay, I thought Kansas was flat. And he says, yes, it's very flat. And he says, and when you stand on Mount Sunflower, uh, matter of fact, what's interesting is if you look at this on Wikipedia, if you go to Wikipedia and take a look at this, it's actually sort of bizarre because all it is is like a little spot and you got to go on these dirt roads you got to go all these you know it's it's south of interstate 70 you go to got to go on this county road and this county road and you go to this road and it's owned it's private property and all it is is like this small little area that looks like maybe 20 feet wide and 10 feet across and it's got an old dead tree uh, on one end, a smaller dead tree in the other. There's like some old fencing around it, and there's a bunch of junk. Like, you know, there was, you know, there's like a couple rocks and things like that. And there's a mailbox. And what you're, <laughs> and what you, that's what intrigues you. Well, no, no. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put something in the mailbox. The mailbox is not a U.S. mailbox. It's just a mailbox. And the routine is you're supposed to go to this site, and you're supposed to put something in the mailbox something that you know is that is is like says something about you or something like that and inside the mailbox is a guest book and you're supposed to sign the guest book so i'm like it's like what movie was that well but see i'm i'm like the interviewer going like okay now hold on a minute now I mean, I thought this guy was going to say, well, I was on top of Mount so-and-so in, in Alaska, and oh, the view was incredible. And then I went to, I was in the Sierra Madres, and then I was, oh, in the, and I was on top of the highest peak in the Rockies, and oh, my God, what a view. And I'm going like, he's talking about Mount Sunflower. Okay, if you've ever driven Kansas, and I've driven Kansas many times, you come out of Kansas City. And, it's like driving Illinois. Well, it's yes, it's as flat as a board. Now the interesting it thing is. is, the interesting thing is, you are constantly going uphill. If you're going westbound, because the elevation when you cross over from uh, Kansas City into or from you know Kansas City Metro in Missouri, and you cross over the Missouri River, or if you're going on you know the south side 435, there is no river. But anyway, once you get into Kansas, it's flat. And at that point in time, the elevation, depending where you're at, is probably, you know, five, 600 feet, something like that in Kansas, okay? In Kansas City. Okay, then at the western part of Kansas, that's where it's 4,000 feet. So when you're driving west on I-70 through Kansas, you're constantly going uphill. Now, here's my stupid thing. I, I found this out years ago, sort of like little trivia, you know, stupid stuff that's in my brain. I thought to myself, wow, so if it's 4,000 feet, at the Colorado, uh, Kansas state line, and it's 500 feet at the Missouri, Kansas state line. Why couldn't you get on your bicycle and just <laughs> coast all the way down Kansas? You know what I'm saying? Because you're going, <laughs> you're going from. That's, a, that's actually. Um, <laughs> you're you're going a, a, a good good thing. Well, think about it. If you're if you're at 4,000 feet. You know, feet, you wonder that. Well, right. Well, think about it this way. If you had, like, in the St. Louis area, like, let's say, let's say, <laughs> like, like, let's say, 
O'Fallon was 4,000 feet and St. Charles was 1,000 feet, okay? And you, you know, you think, no, hold on a minute now, that's only like 10 miles apart. That's really going downhill in a hurry. If you got on your bicycle, you'd never have to pedal. It was just, you'd probably have to use your brakes Unless a bunch of times. Unless you needed to go back to where you were. Well, no, I'm saying if you're going going downhill, okay? So, okay. so, so. Well, you, how would you get back? You'd have to pedal you know, uphill. You have to, you have to ask these questions, Brad. Okay, so going back to this guy, so <laughs> the, the interviewer is like totally stumped, going like, I don't get it. Mount Sunflower in Kansas. And what's interesting is if you look at the picture, you know, you can't really tell. It's, it, it looks like it's just, you know, it's like standing in the middle of a cornfield and you're looking around and let's say you found the highest spot in a corn, in a cornfield that's like three feet you know, taller than the rest of the cornfield. It's like when you look around, it's like, okay, it's flat. You know, you have no concept of the fact that you're on like a mount. Okay, so it's sort of like tongue-in-cheek joke, Mount Sunflower. And here's what he said. He said... You have to go to Mount Sunflower at night on a clear night. And he says, you lay down on the ground or you lay like if you have a car with a trunk or he said, like if you have a pickup truck, you lay in the bed of your trunk truck and you look up and you watch the planes fly back and forth between uh, the West Coast and the East Coast. And I'm going like okay (laughs) that's what this guy does and he says i know it sounds crazy he says it's one of the most surreal calm moments you've ever had in your life because he says you were in the middle of nowhere it's absolutely positively dark unless there's a moon out you know he says once again he says you know like clear night you know no moon and it's pitch black because there's no light dome for many cities stuff like that and he says you can see the planes super easily and you can see him just flying back and forth between you know the east and you know some of those are going between denver and wherever but you know some of them are going from new york to los angeles and he says you can see him for miles to the south miles to the north and you can just see the planes going back and forth so i'm thinking to myself okay this is on my bucket list <laughs> i don't have a bucket list but i'm thinking to myself one of these days i'm gonna fly to denver I'm going to rent a car. <laughs> I'm going to go, you know, east on 70, cross over the Kansas line, and I'm going to go to this place. I know it sounds weird because it's just little, you know, 50 square foot place in the middle of nowhere that you have to, you know, go on, you know, roads, and that's it. So that's what I'm going to do. You're going to do that? I do. I am. I'm going to do it. Would, would you, like, document it? Well, yeah, take some pictures, you know, but, but, but what's interesting is if you go on this, this website, peakbagger.com, what they uh-huh. do is people, when they go to these various spots, then they refile a report and they put it on this, this website, Pete Bagger, uh, Peak, P-E-A-K, P-E-A-K, uh, and they file a report about what they saw and the things like that. And there, it's pretty interesting what people say about Mount Sunflower because they talk about like, it's really sort of weird to get to. And sometimes the owner will actually come over and say hi to you because he's a cattle rancher. This is grazing gra- grazing area, you know, and he'll say, hey, welcome, welcome to Mount Sunflower. And it's pretty interesting. So I'm going like, okay. Okay. I'd love to do it. I'd love to just lay on my back at night, watch the planes fly by. You know, I I actually do you, do you remember PVA? What is that? Professional the PVA Bowlers Association. Over by the airport at Lambert. Oh, public viewing area. Yeah, you're using yeah. vernacular. Okay, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I actually stayed on Missouri Bottom Road um, with my aunt during the week so my mom could work. 
And um, we used to sit there and go down to the PVA and watch the planes go back and forth. It was quite entertaining. Oh, yeah. So I can only imagine how well, beautiful it is well, at that, Sunflower. That was back in the day when they actually used the airports for, you know, for planes. For instead traffic. Of, instead of now, they use the airport for at least runway 1129. They use it for, for um, you know, a groundhog, uh, uh, you know, reproduction, I think. Is that what they use that for? So anyway. That's probably true. <laughs> it's 725. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Good morning to you, Shelly. Good morning, Brad. How are you today? Oh, man. If I were any better, I'd be twins. I'd be recording what you say. I still don't. <laughs> it still makes no sense <laughs> to me, but I don't know what that's all about. So anyway, we've got stuff coming up. If you've listened to the station, you hear something on the air about an event that's going on this Saturday. And I have uh, Joe Brazel on the phone. Joe, good morning to you. How you doing? Hey, Brad. Good morning to you. Hey, now, would you consider yourself, are you one of the organizers of this? Or are you just promoting it, or how do you fit into this? No, I'm one of the organizers. Uh, there's quite a few. Uh, Dr. Eric Naputi is uh, helping quite a bit, and Senator Bill Eigel, um, uh, State Representative Nick Schroer. So um, we got there's a group of us that are putting this together. Now, I should mention that you are a, and I always get confused because it's different in each county. You're a county councilman, is that what you're a... I'm a, I'm a St. Charles County Councilman, and they used to be called county commissioners, but now we're a charter county, so we have seven county councilmen, like county commissioners. And you're essentially the guy who has the Southern District, Augusta, places like that? That's correct. We're, I, I live in Augusta, and I do Southwest St. Charles County, everything in the Wine District, and my, my kids go to Washington schools, and so we're, we're very familiar with the uh, city of Washington. Uh, we're just right over there off of Shrewsburg. I'll be darned. I didn't realize that's right. You would be. If you're in Augusta, your kids would go to uh, Washington schools, wouldn't they? Because Yeah, they do. Yeah, we do. And we go we visit Washington quite a bit. So we're all, it's, it's all, even though it's in Franklin County, it's all the same community pretty much. Right, right, right. Now, the event is this Saturday. You had one, was it was it September or was it August when you had the one out? We had, we had one about a month ago. Um, it was September 12th. And uh, we had it at Arrowhead Building Supply, and we had about 3,000 people there. It was a phenomenal event. It was so patriotic, and it just—it was just a great feeling that that there's so many great Americans out there. And it was just a great, a great experience. And you're going to do it again, and it's this Saturday. Tell us about what's going on. Okay, so this Saturday on the 17th, we are starting with a tractor parade, um, and that starts at nine o'clock. So anybody is welcome. You don't have to have a tractor. The tractors will lead it, and uh, you have to be at the family arena about eight thirty or so. And uh, we have we're going to have uh, trucks, of course, pickups and cars, and there will be motorcycles. There's going to be quite a few motorcycles on the end. We uh, we started this. We were going to have it go down Highway seventy, and we we're calling it a protest against stupidity. So we're just going to go ahead and do it because uh, all the crazy riders and all those types just run down the highways and cause all kinds of havoc. However, since we're law-abiding citizens, we negotiated with the Highway Patrol, and they came up with a different route for us, a safer route, and, and so that's a better idea. And so we got a parade permit, and, and the police are sanctioning it, so they'll they'll escort us, and they'll stop all the intersections. So we leave the family arena at 9 o'clock. We make a left on Arena Parkway. We go up to 370, so it's exciting. We are going to go up a, a highway. It'll be a page extension. We'll go up 370, and we're going to go about 15 miles an hour, maybe 20, but no, no faster than 20 miles an hour. And then, we, and then we'll go up uh, 370 to, to 94, and then go east on 94 to 5th Street, and then go down 5th Street to uh, Arena Parkway again, and then back to the family arena. So it's about nine miles, and it'll probably take about two hours stopping. You know, we'll have a few stops, I'm sure, with 
you know, some traffic delays and stuff, but we're going to go slow when we're going through where the communities and stuff are. So it's going to be a great event. Um, and then when we get to the uh, family arena, Brad, the, uh, there'll be vendors, and the vendors set up, start their booths at about 1130. There'll be bounce houses. There'll be stuff for kids to do. There'll be food trucks. And then we have a red, white, back to blue rally. That starts at 1 o'clock, the speakers. And um, we have great speakers. Of the governor's going to be there, as a matter of fact, uh, Mike Parsons. Um, we have Senator uh, Bill Igel. We have uh, we have Mark McCluskey, you know, the guy that was arrested by Kim Gardner for protecting his property. He's going to speak. Um, Ann Dorn, whose uh, husband was killed by the BLM riders um, in St. Louis. Uh, she'll be there speaking. We have uh, Ray Schroeder from the FOP, St. Louis FOP. We have Tim Fitch, former police chief of uh, St. Louis County. So it's going to be a great event. Um, uh, it, it's pro-American, pro-police, and uh, it will be. There will be a lot of Trump flags there. This is Joe Brazel, and Joe, far be it from me to correct a person who's a, a powerful political person, but you said 370, you meant 364, isn't that what you meant, 360? Oh, 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 364, yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, page, the page extension. Yeah, exactly, yeah, because 370's the other direction up there. When you said left and you go 370, I think that's the wrong way, but... Cause you, <laughs> <laughs> that's going right, yeah, that's right, you're right, that's yeah. going the wrong so, way. Now, right. now uh, the, tractor, the tractor thing, now, is this like just like farm tractors, if someone shows up with, like, with their garden tractor? Would that be allowed? Well, I think a garden tractor might be a little slow, but, um, you know, I, I would, I, if, if it can go, you know, 15 miles an hour, but, um, so I, I would say a garden tractor would be a little slow, actually, but, um, you know, if you have a, a side-by-side or something, and that, that would be adequate, and just, in, in the parade, we're asking for, to try to have at least two flags, American flag, Trump flag, a don't try on me flag, those kind of things, and, um, and so we, we're hoping to have, you know, it, it would be great. You, you know, you heard about that rally down in Florida where they had, it was Latinos Against Socialism. They had 30,000 vehicles in that thing. That was last weekend. Wow. 30,000? Um, 30,000 30, 30, vehicles? 000, that's what they said on, tw- on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. And, and so this, this, we're hoping to have hundreds. We're, we really are, and I think we will. We're hoping to have quite a few tractors trying to get. I know the farmers are in harvest, and I know that's a big deal, but this is a pretty big deal, too, to, to energize the people, to get people out there to vote for Trump, get get our country, keep it American, keep keep the socialism, communism away, which is creeping in on us and every. every every day so this is an important election and i don't want to be one of those guys to say oh this is the most important election of our lifetime but brad this is the most important election of our lifetime beyond a fact beyond a doubt yeah it's getting interesting there's no doubt about that now i can i ask you a, a personal question tonight the dueling yes, debates eight o'clock uh, uh we're gonna have uh, biden on abc and trump on nbc which one are you going to be watching <laughs> <laughs>
kids got to understand what patriotism is all about. You know, and that's important too. Right, and and obviously there's no charge, no charge for parking, no charge for the event. No charge for anything. No, we're going to have a big sound system. We're going to play lots of good, great music. You know, patriotic music, country music. It's just going to be a, it's just going to be a great event. And um, like I said, Brad, at the, at the last one we had at Arrowhead, we had cars parked. We had the Assembly Church of God, and we're going to have some. It's going to be pro-Christian. We're going to have some uh, uh, preachers do some talks and stuff, and and. It was at the Assembly Church of God parking. The parking lot was full with three shuttle buses, and cars were parked all the way from Assembly Church of God all the way to Mid Rivers on the service road. That was like two, three miles long in cars. It was unbelievable. And everybody's in great moods. I mean, everyone's friendly and polite, and it's just a great time. So it, it, it's just, it's just my, my 10-year-old was there, and she loved it. She, she, doesn't, she didn't know what a political event or a freedom rally was, and she just had a great time. And it, it's a good thing to let your kids see what, what, what's going on, you know? And, and website, if people want more information? Oh, yeah, it is, it is Freedom Tour, Missouri. Or, I'm sorry, no, it's MissouriFreedomTour.com, MissouriFreedomTour.com, and that, you can get all the information on that, and uh, we, we welcome everybody, and it's just going to be a good time. A lot of police will be there because it is a red, white, back to blue. We're supporting our police, um, and that's what we need to do in this country. We, we are a country, a civilized community with law and order, and it's important to follow law and order. That's what makes us civilized. And defunding police is nonsense. It makes zero sense. And so um, that's what this is all about, Brad. And I and I do appreciate you letting me on and, and talk about this event. No problem, no problem, Joe. And you know, the only thing, the only issue I have with you is I wish you have a better. I wish you had a better opinion of towers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Okay, Joe. Have a real good one. Talk okay. to you later. All right. Uh, bye, Joe. I don't think you like my comment about towers. You think? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Joe's what a, a good man. Though, well, you know, right? you can you can tell what what political bent Joe is, and and you know what, and and you know what, I have no problem with that. And people from yeah, the other side, I have no problem with that. If that's what you believe, you know what, that's what the country's all about. Uh, you know, it's all about uh, you know, and not only that, it's to the point where where I I still I still say I remember back when was that. 2016, March of 2016, um, when Trump was in St. Louis, and I saw the rally downtown, and I saw the people lined up for miles trying to get into there, and they there's no way they were going to get into there, and they still stood in line. And I came back from that, and I said to a couple people that I knew, I go, Trump's going to be the president. And they looked at me, they went, what? You're kidding me. You know, that's no way. I go, I'm telling you, I've never seen groundswell support like that for any candidate. And... You know, who knows what's going to happen. I still say it's going to be tough. I think he's going to lose. But, you know, Shelly says she thinks she's, he's going to win, right? Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Well, that's the uh, that's the uh, uh, event for this Saturday. You've heard the ads on this radio station. And like I said, that may be your political viewpoint, may not. But you know what? What the heck? It's still a fun event. And uh, if you've ever been to the family arena, uh, there's no lack of parking there. They have like probably, uh, besides uh, Mid Rivers Mall, they probably have the largest parking lot in St. Charles County. So can you think of anybody else who would have a larger parking lot than that? I mean, you know, obviously Mid Rivers has a huge parking lot. But, I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, family arena's got monster parking lot yeah they do yeah even the convention center really doesn't have that big of a parking no conventions they have all sorts of parking problems there if you get to a big convention people are parked in the subdivision stuff like that but anyway uh that's the information uh and uh, we're going to move along it is 7 40 
four. Westplex 107.1 Blinding Lights. Man, that song has been on the charts for a long time. And uh, you know what? I'm not tired of it yet. Maybe a couple more weeks. I'm not either. I think it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, 7.55. It is BS in the Morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Um, last night, I don't know if you saw this or not. First off, um, people are going to say, oh, he's talking about Trump again. Okay. But there's a couple interesting things here. He went to a campaign rally last night in Des Moines. And it was on, they're having all these outside uh, campaign events. First off, uh, this was on at Des Moines International Airport. And get this, if you showed up uh, for the event and you got out in the tarmac and wanted to be a Trump supporter, you had to sign a COVID-19 liability waiver, essentially stating that (laughs) you are aware of the fact that you could catch COVID-19 from being at the campaign rally. How's that? You have to sign a waiver, okay? You have to sign a waiver at chamber chamber meetings, too. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, also, (laughs) somebody bought a billboard. Matter of fact, it's it's this group called Rural America 2020. They bought a billboard across the street from Des Moines Airport earlier this week, and the billboard says in big letters, Trump COVID super spreader event with an arrow pointing to the airport. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So obviously they're not a big fan of Trump. So they've got this big Clearly not. billboard with, you know, Trump COVID super spreader event with an arrow pointing to the airport. Now, here's the interesting thing. And I've seen the video of this. And I have to be honest with you. This is really impressive video. People are going to go like, you know, people who hate Trump are going to go, oh, it's stupid. He gets out of Air Force One. And Air Force One is parked on one part of the airport. And the event is like on another part of the airport. So he gets out of Air Force One. And instead of getting in his limousine to go from one point of the airport to the other, he walks across the tarmac and the runway. He's the point man. If you watch, I'm, I'm watching this video. He's like in front. His presidential limousine is off to his left side. Another limousine is off to his right side. And the Secret Service agents are behind him. He's the point man, if you know what I'm talking about. With you yeah, ar- I do. You Army guys will know what I'm saying. He's the guy in front walking and walking very briskly across the runway at the airport You know, to go to this event. I'm going like, holy cow. I mean, you know, only him Shouldn't would. Shouldn't they have been like jogging next to him? Well, if you look at the video, you know, he's in front, and to his left, there's a Secret Service agent who I would say is probably 10 feet behind him and looks like maybe 20 to 25 feet to his left. And to the right, there's another Secret Service agent who is probably about 15 feet behind him and looks to be about 30 to 40 feet to his right. And then behind those two Secret Service agents, um, you know, there are another two Secret Service agents who look about 15, 20 feet behind. So he's like right out in front, you know, and they are social distancing. Well, but, you know, normally I think that that's wrong. I mean, clearly he's polarizing. What, from the COVID-19 thing or from the fact that he's out there in the middle of nowhere on or on, you know, I mean, you know, let's be honest. There are crazy people out there doing crazy things. That's exactly what I was going to just say. And normally the president is usually has a Secret Service agent within a few feet of him at all times. I know. Sometimes Were they wearing masks? Were they all um, wearing masks? I'm trying to look here. Let me look here. Let me look again. It's funny. I didn't even notice that. Um... Uh, yes, it looks like the Secret Service agents are, we'll let's see the, I see the one guy, he's got a black mask. Yeah, it looks like all the Secret Service agents are all masked up. But of course, Trump does not. So anyway, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> once I he, mean, that's just like an open invitation to put, put the man in the crosshairs. 
you said that, and I wouldn't say that, but um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy stuff. And It is. People are nuts. Well, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things where, um, you know, it's, it's Joe Brazel said it. It's the most important election of our, you know, time. Yeah, yes, it I, is. I, I don't know if I would agree with that. Because I mean, no, because of the fact that you go back and look in history, you know, you go back and look when we were in World War Two and and like in the, you know, tumultuous times of the 60s and 70s, you know, after the situation with, you know, I mean, look at like the early about the tumultuous times in the past four years. No, but but look, look at the situation like like look, go back to Kennedy. okay? Kennedy assassinated. Uh, Trump. Uh, Johnson takes over. Um, You know, that's the beginnings of the Vietnam War. Uh, Johnson uh, accelerates the Vietnam War, puts more troops into it. Um, You know, he's uh, tremendously handicapped by the fact that the Vietnam War is going the wrong way. Um, He essentially does not run for re-election in 68. Uh, Then you had Nixon come in. Um, You know, then you had, obviously, in 72, when Nixon got re-elected, the Watergate thing and the whole bit. I don't know. I mean, that's some pretty pretty calamitous times when you look back in our history. I mean, you know, wars going on. And the one thing we've got right now is, except for, you know, some of the forces that are still left in Iran and in uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, we're really yeah. not fighting any wars. Well, but those are, you know, now they're relatively small, small uh, amount of, uh, you know, army and air force and Marines. Uh, I mean, if you look at it from this point, you know, yeah, I know there's tensions with Russia and with China, but man, it's not like it was back in the 60s um, and early oh, well, 70s. I was just born, so I wouldn't know. Well, I mean, it's just one. But see, you know, once again, we're time travelers. OK, we're at this particular point in time. And it's like, you know, I, I remember a guy. I remember a guy. I took a sales course one time and the guy said, if you're a hammer, all you want to do is 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 find nails. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the idea being is is that that's what your focus is. And I mean, obviously, hammers are not a person where it's not like they're seeking out, oh, I'm a hammer. I'm going to go hammer some nails. But the idea being is that that's what you do. And the idea being is that you're surrounded by your environment. And if you are a time traveler and the date is October 15th, 2020, and you hear all sorts of crazy stuff, what's going on with the presidential election, you're going like, oh, my God, this is this is the most important time ever. But yet... There was a time in our history when our very own uh, Missouri native Harry Truman ch- uh, chose to drop not one but ta- two nuclear bombs on Japan. There was a day on December 8th, 1941, where you know President uh, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt declared war on Japan and Germany, which took us you know headlong into the uh, you know the Second World War. I mean, I don't think that we're at a point that comes close to that. But you know, what do I know? And you know what? The answer to that question is always not a lot. No, not much. That's the answer to that question. That's not, not true. Not much. I walk away with a golden nugget from you every single day. Well, today it's Mount Sunflower. You didn't know about Mount Sunflower until I, did not. I told you about. And that sounds like a really cool thing to do before. Uh, yeah. Before I die. List. Before I die. So in other words, I'm going to go to. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Mount. No. Mount, I'm going to go to Mount Sunflower, and I'm and I'm standing right there on the highest point in Kansas. I'm going to have a heart attack and fall over and die. Bonk, done, gone, end. Right? No. I really told you not to finish that, but look. Oh, look! It's eight oh three. And we're done.
Are we done? We're done. We're not going to go on? Nope, we're done. Well, stick a fork in us. We're done, everybody. Happy Thursday. Have a great day. It's been a slice of heaven as usual. And, of course, thank our sponsors, Angie Harness with Keller Williams, Caleb Hunter with um, Salt River Automotive, Jeff Lang with the Jeff Lang Insurance uh, Agency powered by AmFam, and Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail. Thanks so much. And, everybody, thanks so much for listening to us today. Peace.